Hey, welcome back to the Addicted to Healthy podcast, your one-stop destination for all things health and a kick-ass life. I'm Laurence, a certified nutritional practitioner and PCOS fighter and health coach, and your host of the Addicted to Healthy podcast. So today, I am super excited to welcome Vanessa Asmus onto the podcast. Wife to Mike and mama to her baby B, Vanessa's life has been full of peaks and valleys all the way from drug and alcohol addiction to some serious health diagnosis. Yet the positivity and light that she carries with each new challenge and each new chapter in her life is so incredibly inspirational and shows us the power of the lessons she took from each struggle. She has built a beautiful life surrounding herself with the right people and she is on fire to bring freedom and health to the lives of others. She continues to grow and expand her impact and her life and to inspire others to do the same. So welcome Vanessa. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for asking me. Of course. So I only met you this summer. Um, it's only been a, like a few months, I think, that we know each other, but I was immediately yes. captivated by your energy and your positive outlook on life. Um, but from your story, it doesn't look like it's always been like this for you. You've been through quite a journey, hitting some low points and managing to still create a beautiful life. So how about you tell us a bit more about that in your journey? Yeah, um, I can say the same for you. I'm so glad that our paths have crossed, that's for sure. Um, yeah, so my journey's been lots of peaks and valleys. Um, if I'm you know, not going into too much detail, because that could be a really long podcast, but basically, <laughs> um, you know, I, my childhood was quote unquote pretty typical, but you know, I struggled to just kind of be happy. I was a very fearful kid um, as I moved into my teenage years, I really struggled with emotions and feeling and um, just some big sort of, um, I guess, crisis, I guess would be the word for it in my teenage years and really turned to drugs and alcohol. And so when I got a bit older and I ended up finding sobriety in my life um, in 2010, I really realized that I had to learn to work through stuff or my life would never get better, right? Like I had to start facing things head on um, instead of hiding from them. That's kind of the Coles Notes version. And um, actually before I found sobriety, I was diagnosed with a chronic health disease. So I have Crohn's disease, which is an autoimmune um, disease that affects your small intestine mostly, but other parts of your body as well. And again, it was kind of another time in my life where my mind kind of wanted to give up. Um, and I struggled a lot during, you know, mostly 2003 or actually no, it was before that, but anyways, there's a good chunk of like four to five years where I struggled with my health and, you know, just everything that can go with it, right. Depression, anxiety. So I've had a lot of good times. I've had a lot of tough times. Um, found out later on that I actually, um, was struggling with breast implant illness as well. So multifaceted health stuff going on and, yeah, it's really just been a bit of a battle. So I, you know, really look forward to now to talking with other women who are going through stuff and just saying, you know, that there is hope um, and finding, you know, strength in numbers and community has been huge for me. Yeah, that's incredible. Does that answer your question? Of course, yeah. <laughs> So much to that. You've been through a lot for sure. Um, I think it's beautiful how you've been able to get through that and especially with going through health problems. It's obviously physically exhausting and painful, mm -hmm. but it also affects the mind so much and we don't really oh. realize that. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely 
work like you have to put in the work but as we can both relate to it's definitely worth it when you get to the other side so i love that you're spreading the message about this and since you did um, mention the implants i know that you recently went under surgery to remove them so do you want to talk a little bit about your experience with that yeah i do um honestly like God bless social media because I saw there were two women that I followed um, online that had both recently come out talking about all the symptoms they had and their belief about implants and kind of their plan to get them removed. And so I followed these women's journeys and I remember like reading about their symptoms and what they were going through. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have so many of these symptoms. Could this be me? Because I got breast augmentation in 2011. And basically when I was introduced to the idea of getting breast implants, it's something I had always always kind of thought about, but it really wasn't um, communicated to me how much of an effect this could have on your body. Um, And, you know, at that time in my life, I didn't really know much about immune response and just, you know, the body in general. Um, So I decided to get them. And yeah, so anyways, I struggled, like I got them in and six months later, my health took a dramatic turn for the worse. But because I had Crohn's disease, we had always just assumed it was really related to my, my Crohn's, right? So, um, but anytime doctors would try to treat me, I would usually have a severe adverse reaction to whatever they were trying to give me for my Crohn's. And so it kind of was this joke that I was like this one in a million you know, patient, I should go buy a lottery ticket because I just never did what my, they had hoped my body was going to do. So fast forward, a bunch of um, uncountable hospital visits, uncountable specialists, like you name it, I've tried it. Um, Yeah, just bad, bad news. And I ended up reading these posts and being like, could this be me? So my husband and I sat down and we drew out a timeline and we realized that after I got my breast implants in 2011, it was approximately six months later that my health took a nosedive and did not come back. So don't get me wrong, there was obviously times where You know, I felt good for a period of time, but there were times where I'd be in the emergency room every single weekend. There were times where doctors had to give me 90 days of antibiotics because they could not figure out what was causing chronic infections. Like it was absolutely insane. And um, I, I had no idea where to turn next. I've done naturopaths. I've done Eastern medicine, Western medicine, like you name it, I've tried it. And, you know, I'm a fairly healthy person. So I kind of just had to embrace the fact that this was, you know, the cards I had been dealt. Um, But when we drew out the timeline, um, it all made sense. I went and talked to an incredible surgeon here. And, you know, fast forward not too long later and I'm getting them removed. I totally just trusted the process. I trusted that the universe wanted me to learn about this and kind of head down this path. Everything I was doing just felt so aligned with who I am now. And I figured I'm like, you know what, I'm on social media. Um, I have a community, like all these communities that I'm a part of. I feel like it's my duty to just share this information because had I known it, however many years ago, I probably would have never gotten them in. Not probably, I would have never gotten them in in the first place, right? So. Yeah, I think that for me too, there's been a movement that we saw online, especially Instagram. Yeah. Um, And I like, of course, I never thought that it was something that was natural, but yeah. I had no idea that it had such an impact on our health. Oh, totally. And what were the kind of symptoms that you um, experienced when you, you got them in? 
Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, <laughs> so it basically started as actually, I don't know what order things happened off the top of my head, but the main ones for me were like chronic joint pain so bad. Sometimes I couldn't walk up and down the stairs by myself. Um, chronic fatigue, brain fog, memory loss are huge for me. Um, I definitely had chronic chest sinus and urinary tract infections. Um, so I would like, this is kind of crazy. Like I would have these symptoms that made doctors think that I would have like a severe kidney infection. They do all these tests and find no sign of infection whatsoever in my body. So basically my body was going into like this crazy immune response, even though there was no bacteria essentially causing it. Like it was mind boggling. So they would just have to treat me with antibiotics because they had no idea what else to do. Um, so stuff like that, that didn't really make sense. But when I look at, you know, having implants in my body reacting, it, that makes sense, right? So those are some of my biggest ones for sure. Um, you know, and then, yeah, just my Crohn's was so much worse after getting it. Like typically before um, I had my implants in, I would have, you know, these bouts of what we would call like a flare up where you'd be sick for a bit, but I would bounce back generally fairly quickly. After I got my implants in, my bounce back was like not at all. And I ended up having to take a lot of steroids and things like that to get me healthy again. You know, even my wedding, they gave me steroids just to like, quote unquote, get me down the aisle because we were close to canceling my wedding. I was in the hospital on the Tuesday before I got married on Saturday, right? Like it was just total chaos. So um, yeah, buckets and buckets of symptoms. I've done a massive post if anybody ever wants to connect with me. On social media, I've been connecting with women and just tagging them in my post because I wrote it all out and it was jaw dropping to actually look at it on paper. So people are definitely welcome to send me a message and I can tag them in the post. It's it's wild. Well, yeah, I'll definitely link that in the show notes. That's just awesome. crazy how all of that was connected to the implants. And of course, you would never have thought of that. No. And for you, especially with Crohn's, I mean, taking all of these antibiotics and all of these drugs, it's not going to be mm -hmm. helpful for your gut health either, right? So I can just exactly how that must have impacted it. So what did you learn exactly um, about the implants? Like, did you learn anything about why it's so damaging? Like, what are the toxins or like, what um, you put in there? How does it affect your body? Did you learn anything about that with the doctors? Uh, I haven't, to be honest, like in terms of the medical community, this is like a fairly new thing. And it's more of this sort of underground movement now of all these women kind of coming forward and being like, me too, me too, right? So um, I definitely highly recommend getting involved um, in Facebook. There's some wonderful support groups where I do a lot of my learning and connecting. Um, if you just, yeah, go on Facebook, I think there's one called Breast Healing uh, or Breast Implant removal and healing by Nicole or something like that. It's a, it's a large one in the States. There's about 50,000 women in there. So that was the first one I was referred to. And then there's a Canadian one as well. That's a bit smaller. So I'm in both of those groups. Um, and they're just a wealth of knowledge in terms of like sharing and um, kind of forcing change with the FDA and petitions. So if you want to go in there, those are incredible resources for women to learn more. Cause I think we really have to, for everyone's different, right? I think you need to learn a little bit and see if this is for you. Um, right. And most women, you know, when they read the stuff that I read, have the same reaction as me, right. Where it's like, oh my goodness, I have all these symptoms. So. Yeah. It's really about the education and that's great that it it's is. starting to get momentum and mm -hmm. it's out there. Social media can really be a blessing, as you said, because mm -hmm. 
the education and the information is so accessible now. So definitely, totally. definitely encourage people to read up on that if they are interested. Um, and I just want to get into a little bit of what change did you see after the surgery? Like, how did you feel um, in your body, emotionally, all of that? Oh, it was incredible. Like, I opened my eyes. I've had a few surgeries now for my Crohn's and, you know, getting my implants in and then getting them removed. And this was like nothing I've ever experienced. Like, when I got them in, it was rough. Um, when I got my surgery for my Crohn's, it was really rough because my health was so poor. Um, my immune system was so, so, so low that I had a really hard time recovering from the surgery and was starting to catch like chest infections and stuff again. So to have this surgery where I opened my eyes and instantly, although obviously I was in pain, but instantly feel better. Um, like my joint pain was gone instantly for the last two months. I have been having a lot of pain in my hips and my knees and stuff. So that disappeared entirely. Um, I definitely feel sharper mentally. Um, my energy is way up. Like I can't even tell you, my daughter is an incredible sleeper and I would sleep, you know, 10 hours too. And then she'd wake up and I remember opening my eyes every morning and just being like, Oh, another day like this sucks. Right. Um, and it's not like, Oh, I'm tired. Like it was literally chronic fatigue and that's gone. I now bounce out of bed. I'm able to do work in the morning before she gets up, which has never been something I've been able to do. So it's quite, quite funny. It's kind of a joke um, <laughs> in my family and stuff. Um, but yeah, just that instant sort of, I don't know, it's a new energy. I feel lighter. I know that I made the right decision. Um, the pain was so minimal after because I think my body was just like, instantly happier they were out and could start to actually heal itself as opposed to fighting with this foreign object in there right so yeah it was it was incredibly quick for me um and I'm just yeah really grateful to kind of be on this journey of healing and yeah healing healing my body from the inside out yeah I saw you posted a photo really like maybe a day after um mm -hmm. the surgery and I was just so shocked to see how you were glowing and right <laughs> you look so healthy and yeah it was just so nice to see that so I'm so glad it went well for you and um that you saw such a big change from that thank you yeah it was kind of funny my husband was like I don't know how to say this without offending you but he was <laughs> like he was like you were looking like a little haggard before like it was just he was kind of poking fun at me but also he was like you look like the person I met eight years ago now. Like you have that glow to you, you have that sort of vibrance to you. The bags under my eyes are disappearing. The puffiness in my face is starting to go away. Like it's just, yeah, it's absolutely incredible. So, oh my goodness, that's incredible. Yeah, especially mm -hmm. when somebody close to you realizes that too, because they see you every yeah. day, then it's yeah. a big change, right? Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. So, I'm going to transition a bit into talking about like, fear and mindset and work and career because um, I know you started out in a nine-to-five job correct mm -hmm. yeah absolutely well I kind of I did the food and beverage industry for a long time but um, and then you know switched over into a management type role um, and then did nine-to-five traditional nine-to-five for probably a good five or six years before I took the leap to going out on my own and how did that work how did um, how did you follow your passion and how were you able to just cut the cords from the nine to five and just leap into this new opportunity. 
Well, you know what? I'm so grateful. I've always been a bit entrepreneurial spirited. Um, you know, in all my traditional jobs, I was always the girl that was like taking initiative, developing procedures, um, stepping into management, leadership stuff. Cause I just, I was never happy kind of just sitting in my cubicle and like punching the clock. So I always had that drive in me. Um, but never, ever in a million years did I ever think of like leaving the comfort of a paycheck, right? Mm -hmm. And then thankfully divine intervention um, stepped in. I ended up becoming pregnant with our daughter. And, you know, my husband and I, like he works out of town. He quite enjoys what he does. And, you know, we decided that I was going to stay home. What that was to look like after we had no idea, but we just knew that, especially with my health, we didn't want you know, me working a traditional job plus, you know, solo parenting a lot. Like I just, I know I would have gotten really run down um, and then my health would go. So it was just that vicious cycle, right? So we decided I'd stay home. And um, honestly, I wanted nothing to do with this whole opportunity. He actually got involved in it first. Um, so I kind of do two things, right? Like I have my network marketing business, which is, you know, one part of my income. And then, you know, I'm growing my community around mindset coaching. Um, and then, you know, I've got paid speaking gigs. So I've got like a few different things on the go for income, but the first part of it was the network marketing and I wanted nothing to do with it. I was the ultimate, <laughs> the <Yeah>. ultimate, <laughs> right? Like the ultimate hater. Um, but he got involved with it first just as like a customer and, um, make a really long story short. He had an incredible product experience. We won a bunch of prizes and trips with the company. And so I kind of got forced into taking a look at this opportunity as much as I didn't want to. So, um, needless to say, once I saw the opportunity and realized what it could do for us, um, I was in, I was like, I knew the products were incredible. And I, once I saw more about the company, I was excited. So for me, I really had to take that shift from being a skeptic to being a full on believer and just saying, you know, what, I'm going for this. Um, and at the beginning I actually was doing another sort of self-employed gig out of my house, but it was still trading time for money. And I got to a point where I realized that, okay, I had these two sources of income and you know what? sitting here and trading time for money as much as it was scary because people would come to my house and give me money for the services. It was scary to give that up, but I knew that if I could leverage my time and really focus on my network marketing and just everything I was developing with my own brand, that that will pay off more in the long run, so to speak. So I just kind of, you know, had one foot in both and then just kind of had to pull out of the other one and completely sink myself into what was my new passion and my new kind of purpose. And, you know, the universe just kind of guided it, but I had to make steps into what used to scare me. Cause if I'm being honest, the whole reason I was a skeptic and a non-believer was because I didn't believe in myself, right? It had nothing to do with the opportunity or the company. It was just that I didn't think I could do it. So yeah, it was just kind of like intervention, really. <laughs> the universe intervened. It always does at some point. <laughs> it does. And so you work at home and obviously your mom. So how do you deal with that working at home and balancing a career with being a mom? Yeah, that's a that's an incredible question and you know as our children get older, I mean, it changes, right? Like when she was 4 months old, I could do some things when she was awake and some things when she was napping and then you know she'd change and she'd be 1 year and everything would change again. So really, 
working, like working from home with a kid is very, um, very much about being adaptable and realizing that something might work now and it might not work in a month from now because your, your, your child's going to change. So being adaptable, being flexible, um, and accepting help, you know, like at some point I decided, okay, I'm going to get someone to help me part-time in the home and then, okay. Um, you know what? she really needs out more. I mean, we go out and do stuff as play dates. Don't get me wrong. But then I was like, you know what? She wants more structured stuff. So then we had her in a daycare part-time and I would work during, you know, those times and really getting, um, fine-tuned with my time. Right. Cause that's the thing women say all the time. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. And it's like, well, no, we do. We all have the same amount of time, but I like to be very um, specific and focused with my time. So even this morning when I got up before, she did. I listened to some mindset training while I was doing um, some social media stuff, right? So I'm always doing a couple things at the same time. And, you know, some might argue that, you know, that makes you the jack of all trades and master of none. But I believe in mom life, it is essential <laughs> for survival. And, uh, and it was a good way for me to kind of grow my business from home. Yeah, I love that you mentioned that about especially reaching out for help because uh, mm-hmm. I think a lot of us tend to not want to do that and just do it all ourselves and then we get yes. out. So I think that's really important to be able to delegate and find people to support you, even if it's just like somebody coming to clean the house or help with the kids, whatever it is. Um, and then you can really focus on on your stuff and and focus on the work that needs to get done. I couldn't agree more. And like, honestly, like if you look at it, like, okay, I'm getting a house cleaner. Well, that's an expense, right? Because realistically, you know, when I was on mat leave here in Canada, like it was a cut in my income, right? So to look at the thought of like having someone to clean the home to help me build a social media following example, you know, I had to look at it as an investment in myself, right? And so if I'm spending blank amount of money to get that help, well, what am I going to do? What do I have to do to make myself feel satisfied that I'm taking steps towards my goal? Do you know what I mean? Like I really try to take like the monetary amount and turn it into a goal uh, where I can say, you know what, although I'm spending that money and getting that help, I've done this, this, and this, and it's steps in the right direction. And I'm so excited because really for online businesses and network marketing, it's not always the instant return, right? And we're we're, uh, I don't know, I can't speak for everyone, but I mean, I, I like, I'm part of the generation where I've always had a cell phone pretty much. So I like instant results, right? Everything's at the tip of my fingers. I can do anything, but you know, sometimes we're, we're building something that takes a bit of time and that's okay. So I just like to, um, you know, really get into not necessarily the result and just get more focused on the positive actions. Yeah. I definitely think that we as a society want everything quick, the quick fix. Mm-hmm. So I definitely know what you're talking about. And, um, and then I think that's a big block too about investing in even like you said, somebody to come clean or help with the kids. It's money. So you, you feel kind of reluctant to spend it, but mm-hmm. it's probably going to open up other doors. It's going to give you that time to really focus on the work that you're supposed to do. So, I mean, it is an investment in yourself as I, as you said. Absolutely. Um, and that really does help you up level, right? So that's the whole point. Couldn't agree more. And so tell me a little bit about your work and passion with Mindset Rebellion. So you created this on Instagram, correct? Yeah, I'm on Instagram and Facebook um, for now. Uh, I really, you know what, I really realized as I started down this road that my passion is helping others learn about their mindset. Because, you know, I look back and with everything I've struggled with, with my health, Um, with my sobriety, just life in general over the years, 
I've learned that it's a battle of me versus my mind. I am but a um, result to the way I, you know, my life is a result of my reactions to everything, right? So, um, you know, people used to come up to me and say, oh, Vanessa, you're so happy. You're so positive. And I would kind of look at them and I'm like, I'm actually not at all, but I work really hard at it. And I realized that I was like, hey, I feel like people don't know that you can actually be super happy and super positive, even if you're not naturally wired that way, because I am not. I am super fearful. I'm super negative, um, all of that. So I was like, hey, I really need to communicate with people that you can actually have whatever type of life you really want if you work on your mind, right, first and foremost, and then everything else kind of comes after. Um, And it really, you know, when I started down my journey with network marketing, I actually had quite a bit of initial success. Um, And I remember thinking like, okay, this is for me. I love this. And then when I got about a year in was when I hit my first mental block, whereas a lot of people have it a lot sooner. Um, It wasn't until I kind of hit this level where I thought my brain was like, well, Vanessa, that's all the money you deserve. You'll never make more than this. You'll never break through this level. Um, those people might be leaders, but you aren't. And I remember really wanting to quit. And my husband, Mike, looked at me and was like, well, Vanessa, like, if you're not happy, like, don't do this. Like, the point of this was for you to, you know, do something that you're passionate about. If you're not happy, don't feel like you have to do it. And I was like, no, I, I know quitting's not the answer, but I don't know what is, you know, like, I was really stumped. And from that whole experience, the mindset rebellion was born. Because Truly for the first time um, in sort of my professional entrepreneurial um, journey thus far, did I really want to quit and run away? (laughs) And then, you know, I, so I did some work and, you know, worked through it and helped, helped bust through that sort of uh, false ceiling for myself. And I realized that I wanted to help women in whatever industry, whether they want, you know, they're a maker or a network marketer, or they're thinking about having a side gig, they don't even know what that looks like. Um, But I just want to show women how to bust through those fake ceilings that we set on ourselves, because they are they are false, right? So that's kind of how the mindset rebellion was born for me. Amazing. Yeah, I definitely can relate to that the glass ceiling that you can't get over until you really start working on your mind and the limiting beliefs that come up um, and they come up for all of us at a certain point. Right. So I think that's super important and we can all relate to that. So what's the number one struggle you see the most with women that you help and coach? If there is one thing you could say. Um, I would say time. Time is the easiest thing to say. We don't have enough of it. Right. Um, everyone's busy, everyone's busy in different ways. You know, before I had a kid and I worked the nine to five, if you asked me, I would have said I had no time. I'm so busy. Um, and then I had a kid and, you know, have these sort of online, um, jobs or careers or whatever you want to call them. And, you know, it's easy to say, Oh, I have no time, but really the proper wording for it is it's not a priority right now. Right. Um, and I know for me right now to get to this sort of next level again, um, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. And that's the way I have to look at things. Right. So I just, I find time's the biggest one. Everyone wants to use, um, their family as an excuse not to do something. I've tried to do it with my daughter too, where I'm like, Oh, I can't do this because of this. And I can't, yes, I can. There's always a way around it. So I just need to get creative and figure it out. (laughs) So that's the one thing I really try and help women with because, um, there were some simple, really simple things that I incorporated into my life, um, at the beginning of my journey that 
helped me um, have success initially. So that's one of my free trainings that I do in my Facebook community. Um, it's called actually called the sort your shit out training. Sorry, am I allowed to swear on here? Because <laughs> that's what it is. It's really sorting your you know what out and uh, and figuring out where those little pockets of time are, right? So amazing. Yeah. yeah, I definitely love everything that you just said. I think mm -hmm. that when you reinforce something and you keep saying it, you're you're reinforcing that into your life. Like you don't mm -hmm. have time. So, well, I guess you won't have time then, but if you actually shift that into saying like, is this actually a priority? Do mm -hmm. I care about this? Then it's a little bit different. Right. And then Absolutely. like you said, you can make time for it. It's just about managing it. And then I love the, the hell yes. Like you don't have to say yes to everything. You can mm -hmm. say no to it and that can open mm -hmm. up something, a better something for you. Right. Absolutely. So absolutely love that. Um, and then just one question to leave off. Um, how could someone shift into building their passion into a career? If there's something or some tips that you could tell um, somebody who's looking into going into like a passion project or leaving their nine to five or something like that, following in your, the kind of steps that you took, um, what, how could they do that? That's a really good question. Um, I think that, well, I know for me, like, Oh gosh, that's such a, I'm like, hold on. How do I say this without doing like 400 different, this could be a really long answer. Um, no worries. I think for me, like honestly, and you know, I'm going to give her a shout out. I think, um, Angie Lee is an incredible person to tap into. Um, I really started listening to her and kind of looking at, you know, at her niche. Well, she calls it her niche training. I call it niche here. I don't know if that's like a Canada U S thing or whatever, but so her training really helped me kind of, narrow my focus into what my actual passion was right and and make it more clear online so I love her I love being a part of her community that's where I met you which is yeah. so cool because I was like oh my gosh you're in Caravan oh, I'm coming oh, over <laughs> it's awesome so it really is an awesome community to be a part of and connecting with other women who are doing that for themselves so I will definitely give her a shout out because I quite enjoyed her stuff um and then you know for me again I think it's multiple streams of income but not spreading yourself too thin. So realizing, you know, at the beginning, like right now, realistically as a stay-at-home mom, I've got a lot on the go between my network marketing company and then building out my online community, right? So um, like I said right now, if it's not a hell yes to those two things, it's a no because I can't be, you know, and like I think a lot of people are like, I'm going to do it all. I'm going to write a book. I'm going to be on 14 different social media platforms. I'm going to blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, <laughs> let's do one or two things really well before we branch off and take over the whole world. So I guess that would be some of my advice because it just relates to where I'm at. I want to do it all, but I can't do it all right now. So kind of having a plan of attack and just taking little baby steps, consistent baby steps over time, you'll be amazed when you look back two years later at what you've done, right? So. Yep, I totally agree. You can't do, no, what's the saying? You can do anything, but you can't do everything. A hundred percent. Yeah. So where can we find you? What are you up to? Um, tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now and where people can find you online. Um, yeah, I am. You can find me at the Mindset Rebellion on Instagram and also on Facebook. I've also got my personal Facebook, which is Vanessa Asmus, um, where you'll find a little bit more about my breast implant stuff and health stuff if you're interested. And then 
next up, gosh, it's September. This is crazy. <laughs> like, I can't crazy? even believe it's September. Like where did um, the summer go? <laughs> I know. So in September, I've got some incredible events um, that's going to be more focused on our nutrition and our business, uh, network marketing business. And then in October, I'm going to be doing a paid speaking event for the Uncommon Woman Tour, which will be here in Calgary. So um, anyone in Calgary and area, I definitely recommend um, checking out this event. It's going to be incredible. There's four of us, um, one of whom is my best friend, will be all the keynote speakers. And it's going to be, it's, a, it's such a cool movement. And it's about giving women who have overcome things um, a voice on a stage. So there is um, grief and trauma, uh, from a wid- a young widow, there's myself, which is addiction and recovery, there is loss of a child and domestic um, violence. So four different women speaking on four different kind of polarizing strong topics and how they've overcome. So it's going to be an amazing event. So definitely would love to connect with some women there. Um, men, of course, as well, too. But that's kind of the next couple things on the table for me. Wow, sounds like a busy time. I understand now why you couldn't make it to the Pace to be Brave event with Angie. But <laughs> yes, yeah. No, definitely had a few things on the calendar, but uh, I would love to make that work for next year. So Oh, for sure, yeah. I hope it's going to be a recurring thing. Absolutely. Well, I will definitely put the links in the show notes. Thank you so much for coming on today. I had an amazing chat with you. I think this was super inspiring. And um, yeah, I'm so thankful that you came on. Thank you for having me. Honestly, I'm just so grateful. And uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Glad we got to connect and looking forward to the next time I get to see you. I got to come up to Vancouver again. <laughs> oh, yes, please do. And then if I'm in your area, I'll definitely stop by. Anytime. <laughs>